Are you wanting to create a highly prosperous photography business doing what you love? Or maybe you have a great business already and want to up your game? Then you're in the right place. Master craftsman photographer Lucy Dumas and her guests are here to support you on your journey. Now here's your hostess and tour guide, Lucy. Photography is a way of feeling, of touching, of loving. What you have caught on film is captured forever. It remembers little things long after you have forgotten everything. And that's a quote I love by Aaron Siskind. Hello, lovely listeners. There's two things I want to mention before I introduce our amazing guest. One, I have officially changed my business name from Insight Training to The Profitable Photographer. So I would love for you to join my private group of the same name and also to like my page. And you can still reach my website at lucydumascoaching.com. Number two, did you know that I love to speak and teach photographers in the real world how to be more successful and profitable? So if you know or a part of any organizations that need speakers for monthly meetings or conferences or special workshops, please get in touch with me. You can email me at lucy, L-U-C-I, at lucydumas.com. And so now it is my great privilege to introduce the wonderful Jennifer Yan. Thank you so much, Lucy. Hi, welcome. Jennifer is the founder and online marketer. I was going to say marketeer like that (laughs) at SEO Symbiosis LLC, fueled by her experience in technology and work in marketing research for organizations such as YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and Google. You might have heard of those. She developed a foundation in consumer psychology and how to market products and services in a way that resonates with a specific audience. She helps business owners use media and influencers to rank higher in search engines to reach billions of potential leads. I like billions. In other words, she is a marketing queen. Welcome, Jennifer. Yay! Thank you so much, Lucy. It's great talking to you and then looking forward to connecting with your audience. I'm sure they're going to get so much out of this conversation with you. So first off, Jen, Many of my clients, when asked about their biggest challenge in their business, they almost always say marketing. They try lots of things and they don't attract the right clients. They also think that if they just find the right clients, everything's magically going to be awesome, (laughs) Mm -hmm. which is a whole other topic. But I invited you on this podcast so you can, number one, help people understand more about effective marketing and particularly the topic of SEO. So can we start with your definition or a way people can think about marketing from your perspective? I'm so happy that you asked because definitely when I started my own business, I didn't know how to market myself. The most complicated thing was that there are so many marketing methods out there and choosing the right one that actually suits my business well was the actual challenge. So when it comes to marketing, there's a lot actually. There's email marketing, there's SEO, there's paid advertising, 
and there's a whole monster of them. And kind of like the reason I chose SEO was basically number one, it's free. Number two, it's so powerful. When I say billions of people across the world, that's the power of the internet and using search engines for people to find you. But the thing about SEO, SEO, which is search engine optimization, is that it could take up to six months, according to Google, to rank in those search engines. And that might not be the amount of time you have to actually keep your business afloat. So that's why it's been combined with podcasts to incorporate the power of speaking to an audience in the audio form and creating those connections through your business. So I'm going to dig a little deeper because what I'm first looking for with you is the answer to, if you have it, overall, like, what is marketing? Because SEO, search engine optimization, is a component of that, but it's a much bigger umbrella. Like you said, there's lots of ways to market because, you know, marketing's your jam. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm wondering what, what it means to market. Marketing? I would say is a way to address a challenge that every business owner has, which is getting the visibility to their business and also standing out among your competitors and making sure that you have qualified sales leads into your business. So that's the tricky part is the qualified leads. Mm -hmm. I've joked about I don't think it was the conference where you and I met, but at another one, someone's saying, let's list all the ways we can market. And I said, fly an airplane and drop flyers, (laughs) 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 which, you know, that's a way to market. But is that going to get to your ideal client? What do you think? (laughs) I think to truly get to your ideal client when it comes to SEO or just marketing in general, you want to Think about your ideal audience and really get granular about who that is. What gender are they? Where are they living? And what are their pain points and their internal dialogue that they're having with themselves when they're struggling with these issues? And with SEO, this is where keyword research comes into play. So you want to be very specific. And with keyword research, I would think about using a quick and easy way to find out these keywords that they're actually searching online. So you're not guessing. So what I do is go into Google, type in some keywords that you think they'll be searching. And basically, there'll be a whole list of keywords where you can actually place content in using these keywords onto your website. Okay. So... We talked um, before we started recording about one of the, well, there's two challenges for SEO with photographers who do portraits and weddings. I think primarily that may be my listeners. So it needs to attract local people. Mm -hmm. And so, for example, my ideal client lives in North County, coastal and inland. It's a woman who has, you know, probably $5,000 every month sort of play money that she might save for vacations, spend on a decorator, purchase photographs, you know, buy herself a nice purse. 
it, not saying this money is coming from a man, but just that once all of her bills are paid and her financial goals are paid, that she's got some extra dough for some luxuries. She's someone that loves art. She's very family oriented. And that like the things that she owns are precious to her. They're not to impress other people, but they're to bring her joy. So something like a beautiful family portrait ticks all the boxes of her values. So how would I find her? And then the other challenge we talked about is I've found because there are so many people now who are doing what we call shoot and burn for under $500, somewhere two to $400, they get the portrait and all the files. So a lot of people who are searching for, let's say, family photographer, San Diego, or children photographer, San Diego, that's not defining them. So I'm kind of throwing a kitchen sink at you here, but can you can you address some of these challenges and how, let's say specifically, I could find my ideal clients in the San Diego community using your brilliance? Oh, yes. I'm so happy that, you know, with your audience, they definitely have a particular set of needs since they're photographers. And you mentioned while you were talking that your ideal portrait clients live in North County. And with photographers, usually they're not traveling like across the world to take photographs, right? Right. So their businesses or their ideal clients are really local to them usually. So in these instances, what you want to focus on with in terms of SEO is something called local SEO. So it's like search engine optimization, but really local to where you're living. And what I would do is basically find the keywords. And then let's say your keyword is how to take the best family photos when you're family really hates taking photos in North County. And then I would try to add a location-specific keywords into your blog content on your website or even behind photos on your website to actually attract a local demographic. Maybe that's one thing you could do. A second thing you could do is maybe Google My Business, which is basically... It's like a Google listing, and it's very specific to where your services are located. What is Google My Business? Oh, yeah. Google My Business is a free listing service for local businesses. Mm. And the way it works is when you have a service, you would go in and sign up on, I think it's googlemybusiness.com, and you would type in your business name, give some information. And what they would do to verify your actual business location is after you fill that online form out, is that they'll send a postcard to your physical business address. And that will basically let Google know that you're a local business and that you're very particular to a very certain area. Well, my area is not where my ideal client is. Oh, my ideal client lives 20 to 40 minutes away. I live in a very diverse 
neighborhood near downtown San Diego and the people who have the families and the bigger homes and the income that I mentioned are in the North County area and I live downtown. So does Google My Business help with, is there a way to work around that? I think with Google My Business is really central to where your actual business is. Okay. Um, in terms of finding like clients that, you know, you said it's like, they're like 20 to 40 minutes away from where you actually are. Mm-hmm. I will focus on the keyword research. So adding the location of your actual ideal clients into your keyword research and basically forming relationships where, you know, like your local, like when you're a photographer, you maybe you partner with other, like, you know, the chamber of commerce there Mm -hmm. or other partnerships within that area so that you're doing link building with other individuals in that community. And link building is just kind of like having your website link onto a higher authority website in that specific community where your ideal client lives. So link building. So I thought that link building was something that people weren't doing anymore. So maybe there's a different twist to it. And just tell me if I'm right on this, that link building is where I would do a shout out on my website or maybe even a podcast to another business that is in an alliance with me. And when somebody searches for, let's say if I was a senior photographer and someone was searching for prom dresses, that if I had a a link to a store that sells prom dresses, then it helps them get found. Is that what we're talking about? Yes, that would be like a great example of a link building with a really local network, you know, the people in that community. Link building is kind of just like any way you could grab your website link and place it on a higher authority website. So this is like one of the ways. Another way would be maybe, you know, hosting any type of free photography session or, you know, like, you know, some type of photography session for any type of event in that community could be like depending on whether you're like a wedding photographer or a graduation photographer family photographer Mm -hmm. you will go in and find these different local events in that community and then basically maybe take some photos for them and then ask them to add your website photography business link onto their website so this kind of builds local link building for your SEO, for local SEO. Okay. So where would somebody put my name on their website? If I did an event, uh, let's say a pet photographer where there's a shelter and they go in and they photograph and, and the agreement is that there will be a mention on their website. So what kind of places would that shelter be putting, you know, the shout out and the link to the pet photographer in order to up the SEO? Uh, there's definitely a lot of places to add your link on a photography website or the website of that local event. Some of the places where I've seen it is actually like, maybe if you're a pet photographer and you know there's like a blog on that website where there's the blog 
And then usually I see it underneath a the image where it says, courtesy of Lucy Dumas Photography. Okay. Or behind the image, if you have a web developer, they could add it behind there too. Or inside the actual blog article itself. Like let's say the blog article was just mentioning that event. And then you, you were talking about like the type of dogs they photograph and the different poses they were in. And, and basically they could add your link inside their blog content as well. So when it comes to basically them adding your website link onto their website, there's kind of like two places that you could actually put it in. Um, if you had that blog article, you could kind of just add that link where you just said these photos were taken by Lucy Dumas photography and you know you could add it in the actual blog article mm-hmm. or you could add it behind that image where you add your link to your website and basically just have two different places you could add it yeah you could definitely add in two places okay so my um experience in trying to get nonprofits and other places I might do something for free following through on their promises <laughs> oh, is yeah. sometimes, you know, yes, sometimes no, but something that I've done and maybe I was doing it right. I didn't even know it <laughs> is one of the ways I market is charity events where I donate a gift certificate or if I do a buy it now program at a gala, then I attend the event and I photograph it complimentary, not the, what we call step and repeat, you know, not studio lighting backgrounds, but just candids so I can meet and mingle. And then I do a blog post about the event on my website you know, in my blog. And then when you go there, then I mention the charity, the musician, uh, any other services. And I noticed I started getting some good SEO connected to those events. And in thinking about it now, I think it helped, you know, when I said the challenge is attracting my ideal client. Well, if my ideal client is Googling family portraits in Sanitas, we'll say. And then I show up from my blog post. And in that blog post is the mention of this charity and this caterer and this hotel, all that are ones that are within the demographic of my ideal client. Then it tells them that I'm, you know, mixing and mingling with their community. Does that make sense? Did I do something right by accident? Yeah, you definitely were thinking local SEO before you even like heard about it. <laughs> it's pretty excellent. Yeah. That um, you know, you're thinking about actually starting really local. And one other thing um that actually affects your local SEO are business testimonials as well. So think about Yelp. And with Yelp, it's actually a very double-edged sword, I would say. Yelp can be really good for your business because a lot of people are looking at testimonials before they even go and make that free consultation with you or that, you know, get on the phone call with you. And so 
Uh, a really big part of local SEO is having really good local business citations. But the thing about Yelp is that once you create that business listing, you know, you always have to think about if, you know, that one customer for whatever reason, maybe they have a personal vendetta against you. I don't know. Once that one bad review goes onto Yelp, it's really hard to take it off. Like, you don't have any control. Like you can't shut down your business listing off of Yelp without Yelp's consent. Interesting. So I'll tell you a little story. Um, oh yeah. I photographed a family. It was not the easiest session, but the work was nice. The mother was super happy. She ordered pretty well. She had three beautiful teenage daughters. Well, one of the teenage daughters just blasted me on Yelp. You know, not the buyer, not my client. My client, the mom, was happy. You know, beautiful teenage girls are actually the hardest to please. Yes. <laughs> I find with photography because they, in, if anyone is a beautiful person out there, I'm not talking about you, <laughs> but some beautiful people use their beauty as currency in life. So, this is my philosophy from photographing people for over 37 years. And the ones that are, you know, stand up beautiful are more mindful of what they might see as their flaws. Mm -hmm. Anyway, that's a whole little side conversation about how come the most beautiful people are the most critical. Uh, anyway, she posted, you know, I looked terrible and blah, 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 negatives. And so I thought, oh, well, it would be smart for me to just email a few of my best clients who love me and say I've had a bad review from someone who wasn't even the client. It was the daughter. Any chance you could put a testimonial? So do you know what probably happened, Jennifer? With that girl? No. In making the request, mm -hmm. they did not post those because you can't. If you get too many people all at once reviewing you, this is a tricky part with Yelp, is they know that then you've been soliciting because they're supposed to be organic. So all of them were hidden. They're there, you can find them, but they didn't post. Now, with the bad post, I did do a little response and say, oh, you know, Sally, you know, I'm sorry you felt that way. Your mom was happy. <laughs> and, you know, yes, we had a little challenge because it was overcast that day or something. So I did a response, which to me is about the best you can do. And then I sent an email to the mother and said, I know, you know, your daughter's intention was not to actually hurt my business. And I'm sorry if there was any unhappiness, you know, if there's something we need to talk about, I'd be happy to do that. And so then she got her daughter to take it down. But yeah. So you'd want to ask like one person every three days <laughs> to, to counter, to counter your, uh, a bad review, not everybody all at once. And also what I learned is if it's not somebody that uses Yelp regularly, they will be suspicious of that as well and possibly not post the positive review. 
FYI. Did you know all that? Oh, yeah. (laughs) I've actually, um, I've worked with clients where they actually had unfiltered reviews. And it's really like, they do have their own way of, I guess they have algorithms too on how they filter and unfilter reviews. Mm -hmm. So I... Yeah, usually what I advise my clients, if there's ever a bad review, is it's really great that, you know, the daughter took down the review. But the only thing you could actually do is just kind of address it in public. And then if they really want to go off on a rant, just try to take it off, take off that conversation offline. Because people care about you're actually trying to resolve disputes on there. And I was saying that um, I knew like some, some of my clients do have that problem with unfiltered reviews. So what I did was basically since Yelp took those reviews and unfiltered them, I placed those reviews everywhere else on their website, on their Google business listing. I put it everywhere else to kind of like capture anyone else that's trying to look for your business. Because when people are going to your website, you don't know which channel they're going to go through, which social media platform like Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, or if it's a Google business listing, you don't know how your ideal client is coming to your website. So I added those reviews on all those surrounding sites just to cover all my bases. Smart, smart. Yeah, I'm not sure if Yelp took down the review or if if my client's daughter did, because I also wrote to Yelp and said, this is not my client. I photographed her, but she was the child of my client. And then it came down. Now I did have, some people don't know, and I'm sure you help your clients address this, but there was somewhere, I, I have a friend who has some mental illness challenges And there was a review somewhere in the world that she had gone off the rails. You know, she was sick and she's never been a client, but she posted some crazy stuff as a review and zero stars for me. And I directly contacted whatever that source was and said, you know, here's the deal. (laughs) Not a client, a friend with with a health issue and they did take that down. So I've had a couple of successes. So it's worth a try. Oh, that's, that's wonderful because you don't try. You're hundred percent not going to get it. <laughs> right. <And laughs> it's like, uh, it's really great when that happens, but yeah, that's kind of like the only thing you could actually do. It's just kind of like repair that, repair that damage that's happened through like just addressing it publicly and try and be apologetic. Like, because it is sometimes I do feel like some people, maybe they're out to get you. I don't know. Mm -hmm. But when you show your authority and, you know, you show that you're really sincere about trying to fix the problem, it really reflects on people's mind on your personal brand or, you know, your business brand on how you actually treat clients that, are having disputes with you. Um, I've seen really bad ways of dealing with it on Yelp. I've actually seen some businesses where it's actually changed my mind. Oh, yeah. The way they interacted with that client. <laughs> and I know people are frustrated when people, let's say they come up and yell at me because 
they thought I had I did a terrible job. Like I tried to, it like it's really hard not to get upset about it. What I do, I take a moment to pause and think about what I'm about to say <laughs> before I actually say it. It's it's common sense, but I feel like some people, it's like they don't do it; they just react right away. Yes, well, I think there's some, and I used to be a very defensive person,、mm-hmm. and you know, through some therapy, I figured out why,、mm-hmm. <laughs> and and learned how to how to just listen and apologize, and you know, not always admitting that I did something wrong with a big W. But be empathetic and hear them and respond in a way that is not is not arguing. So let, let's get on a let's get away from the. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Although I'm sure that people are valuing this big time. I know I am. The thinking about reviews and what happens when something's not just what you want. But I have a quick question. I've been told because when you're talking about blitzing. Everything you can with positive reviews to try to balance that out. I've heard that when you're posting a review, it is best to put a full name and the town that someone's from, rather than just Susan M. Would you agree with that? Disagree? If you agree or disagree, tell me why. I fully agree with what you're saying because the more specific we are about who is actually reviewing, the better. Because, like reviews, like you could pay someone to do a review for you, and people, I feel like they're not as trusting at, with certain reviews when you conceal some of their identity.、Mm-hmm. But the flip side is that you definitely get the client's consent to place the review, obviously. Because you you don't want them like I'm not sure if it it might like it might involve some type of、uh, legal action if you do it without their consent. But the better it is to actually reveal their full name, their location, and even a photo actually goes so so much farther to put a personal name behind who's reviewing you because there are so many like fake reviews and people. On the internet, there is a lot of people that it's easier to lie on the internet than to like you know lying in person, right? So the farther you could get into this and reveal like their information, their results, the better it is to kind of give your ideal clients like a feel for who you actually are and how you actually stand out from your business. Yes. So I just thought about,、um, especially since. We're talking about how to get local attention. There are bound to be people. If I, if I post a review from my ideal client who's living in my ideal neighborhood, that ups the chance that somebody would see that and know her, and so that's even more powerful. And they might call or email and say, "I'm thinking about using Lucy Dumas Fine Photography, and I saw you did a review." Or in my case as a coach, it gives people the opportunity when I do the full name to message somebody and and double check on that or or ask for more testimonial. Which the ones that I use, the people are people that like to you know share about me anyway, so they're happy to you know 
to to be contacted. So thank you, because that came up recently with a friend I was friend to her, somebody that I've mentored, and she'd done some nice testimonials. And I said, put the last name and the area, and she asked me why. So I'm glad to know from the pro, Miss Jennifer Yen, <laughs> that, that, yes, good idea. And one other thing to add to that while you were talking, uh, one great benefit is that, let's say, you have really high search engine rankings for your website. When they add their link to their website onto your high authority website, they get some of that SEO juice as well. It's right. called juice or you get some of that domain authority by mm-hmm. actually putting their website link onto their testimonials. So that's another way to kind of like encourage them to leave more reviews as it benefits their business as well. Yeah, thanks for sharing that tip. One of the things that I recommend people do is create a, a community, a networking community locally. So if you're in a, in the pet photography business, finding other pet vendors, vendors, vendors. <laughs> I speak good someday. Um, and I hadn't thought about not just how they could promote each other in the real world, but the whole SEO potential to build everybody's businesses. Thinking about you could have an event where everyone gets together and they invite all of their best clients. And then several people write blog posts and mention the event and mention each other. And am I right then, Jen, that 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 would give everybody a boost? Having a network, I realized was so powerful, not only in terms of SEO, because if it's SEO, when you have a whole network of people supporting you, you're not the only one marketing and selling your business. So mm-hmm. when you have a huge network of people, like you're able to like exponentially grow your business and reach a lot more people. And then with these other people, maybe they spent years trying to build their mailing list. You're not doing that. You're basically just working off of their momentum, off of their authority. And this has been actually like the game changer in my business is actually creating these relationships and partnering with people where I help them and then they help me in return. So we actually like, you know, there's what I really want to call it is um, friendship marketing because you create a lot of friends within the space and they're more than willing to help you like further down the road and give even more traction to your business. Mm -hmm. One of my coaching clients and you can, Uh, look back at Jennifer Edwards to learn more about how she created what's called a circle of friends, which is a group of people in the wedding and event business that get together monthly and meet, support each other. And then they have a quarterly uh, like happy hour. And I'm not sure I'm going to have to talk to her and see if she is doing something where they can do exactly what you said. And be doing blog posts and promoting each other in the SEO world, not just uh, the, you know, referring and, and other kinds of direct help for each other. So I want to pivot where I know we're almost out of time, but you had mentioned speaking 
as a way to up your SEO results. So I want you to put your thinking cap on, Jen, Mm -hmm. and think about you're a local photographer looking to meet the kind of ideal client I just told you about. What, and of course, they would not be interested in going to a program that is basically advertising our photography. So, how could speaking help both with the potential leads and then the SEO? So, here's a challenge for you. I think something that, you know, something I did, but it could be really relevant to your audience as well. It's basically a way to do local SEO. And what I did was basically I went to actually these different venues where I could speak. And when I spoke at that particular venue, they actually, they helped me promote my brand. And when I had their link on their events, list of events on their website, it was a way to do local link building for STL. And it's also a way to do local link building for photographers. Um, Maybe that, you know, when they go in and speak, it's a lot different from actually just doing a regular blog article. When you speak, you actually hear the person's voice. You hear the conviction. You hear why they're passionate. And you don't get that through a blog article. Imagine if if Martin Luther King, the great Martin Luther King, <laughs> if he did, I have a dream speech in a blog article. And then you're to read that versus listening to him speak to like millions of people. It's a lot different experience. And it definitely, basically the way you communicate with people is a lot stronger and you're able to close more clients by actually talking because there's so much that's lost in context these days. Like, you know, there's text messages and, you know, there's there's text, right? Like you're just reading something, but you lose a lot of that authority. And when you're able to connect with people through speaking, you're able to break down that wall. When you meet someone new, they have that wall. Like they don't know you, they don't like you, they don't trust you. Mm-hmm. And when they hear your voice, you see them connecting you could actually pick up on different cues in their body language that really affirms or doesn't affirm what you're saying. So you could talk to them differently as opposed to just having a blog article with SEO keywords. Mm -hmm. So let's say I was going to give a talk Mm -hmm. and what I'm hearing you saying that of course is connecting and, and knowing who I am super powerful. I hadn't thought about that they're going to be publishing it on their website. You know, next week's speaker is, is the great and powerful Lucy Dumas. <laughs> Just oh, <yeah>. kidding. <laughs> and she's going to be speaking about X. And then I can, I can put where I'm speaking and link it back to them. So we're all in a happy family. Is that kind of online with what you're saying? Besides the value of the in-person, which is huge is that there's they're going to be publicizing that event so then that that gets my name more prominent yes yes because they're also you know when they have your website link on their list of events in the community 
that's local SEO link building because they're adding um, your website to their to their website, and that's why I actually combine both. SEO is really great when you want to reach a lot of people at scale. What do you mean by scale? Oh yeah, so like SEO is a way to reach a lot of people with just one blog article. Okay. So you're able to reach a giant amount of people, but with scale, you lose that personal touch of speaking. When you, there's nothing that replaces, you know, sitting down with people and actually having a conversation and connecting with a human voice. So I combine the two in my business to kind of like reach a lot of people but also have that personal aspect of marketing, which is through speaking. And I've been able to kind of like create long-term results for my business and also short-term results as well. Nice. So I, I want to offer some thoughts and suggestions for the darling listener, because the tricky part for us is what do we talk about? Because we don't want to just get up and show and tell our work as photographers. So looking for ideas, a couple of ideas I've had for my coaching clients. One of them, he wears a bow tie all the time. So my thought was that he could give a really fun program because a lot of times I'm thinking about like at ladies who lunch, you know, there's, there's lots of opportunities for, for 15 minute to half hour talks all over San Diego County every morning or every lunchtime. So he could come up with the history of the bow tie, famous people with bow ties, peppering in his own photographs here and there in certain ways. And then, of course, having a, a little display in the back room with a wall portrait of a family and an opportunity to connect one-on-one. -on -one. Another thought, I have a lot of pet photographers that I coach. And there is a history of dogs in art. And so if I was a pet photographer, I would study paintings and other kinds of images and artists that use dogs. Like for one, uh, historically, a dog represents faithfulness. So if there's a Renaissance painting and it has a dog in it, they're trying to communicate to the viewer faithfulness, not, hey, this was our dog. So those were a couple of ideas. If I was a, a glamour contemporary female portrait artist, I might do the history of hats or, you know, something fun and entertaining so I can meet those people. And like you said, establish some authority, but not just be bragging about what I do. So those are, those are just some, you know, think outside the box little ideas to share. Yeah, I'm so happy that you addressed that because... I would say when it comes to marketing, a lot of people don't like being pitched at. Like, I I can't recall of anyone that really enjoys being pitched at as a client and having services or products shoved at them and then not being sure if you could actually solve their problem or not. So when it comes to events like this, like where, you know, you're talking about speaking, it's a attraction type of marketing where people that are pre-attracted to you are already coming to you. So the leveraging is a lot better. You're able to close those clients easier because they're already pre-interested. And that also like, you know, that helps with 
shortening that sales cycle in which the person becomes a client because they're demonstrating value right off the bat and they're seeing how it's applicable to them. And this just definitely has helped with, you know, basically showing your authority and basically letting them know why they're, you're the right person for their exact business. Right. The, the classic know, like, and trust you is perfect. So the clock on the wall says that's just about all. That was from an old TV show, I think. <laughs> <laughs> you're probably too young to even remember that. Um, so how do we get in touch with you, Miss Jennifer Yen? Oh, yes. Right now, I'm offering a free 30-minute SEO consultation. So basically, I'll walk through with you what type of keywords you might be wanting to place on your website, maybe different link building strategies in which we could drive more traffic to your audience's websites. Mm -hmm. And they could book this consultation by going to my Calendly link, which is https calendly.com slash gen dash 90. Okay. Or they could go to my website, seosymbiosis.com. The way you spell SEO is S-E-O-S-Y-M-B-I-O-S-I-S.com. Or you could find me through social media, Jennifer Yen, SEO Symbiosis. And I'm on Twitter, Facebook, and LinkedIn. Great. And we'll have those links on my show notes. So that's a really generous and valuable offer, I'm sure. If I just hired you for half hour directly, oh, yeah. <laughs> it'd be a pretty penny. <laughs> so um, stay tuned for my wrap up. And I want to remind you again that I have an ebook that you can grab. Now you can go because I've changed my business name. You can go to theprofitablephotog.com and it will directly link you to the 10 big ideas for marketing high-end photography in the real world. And I just want to thank you, Jen. I, I love getting to pick the brains, which I know we hate those terms, but to sit down with somebody that is an expert in an area that I personally always want to know more about, which means I think others love that opportunity. So it's just been so much fun and very informative. And I want to thank you and give you a great big virtual hug. Thank you so much, Lucy. I knew you were one of the sweetest people that I've ever run into by the first time we met. I would love to just help out your audience and see how it could provide value and drive more traffic to their websites, which could mean more clients into their business. And that is what we all want. So thank you so, so much. And I will see you around, I'm sure. So here are some of the things that I got from talking to the lovely Jennifer Yen. So we talked about how to focus on local SEO search engine optimization. And her first suggestions were about finding keywords that would have specific neighborhoods or parks or other, I don't know, hotels. I can't think now, but think about a neighborhood and put all kinds of keywords that would be specifically about that neighborhood. 
She also talked about googlemybusiness.com, which is a free listing for local businesses. We determined that if you don't live in your ideal client neighborhood, which I don't, then that may not necessarily be helpful. And we also talked about link building with affiliates. And we covered a lot of ground about how to make friends and support them and have them support us. And one idea that I had, first of all, building a community of people that are in the same industry, probably easiest to do with pets and weddings, because there's lots of individually owned companies that service both pets and events, but creating an affiliate group and maybe an event where everyone invites their clients and hangs out with, let's say, four or five other people, affiliates, and then everybody not only invites all of their list, but then does blog posts and other things that they can do that bumps everybody's SEO. And even if they don't, you can do a blog post and link to all of those businesses so that if someone is searching for a pet boutique, you know, Susie's Fluffy Pet Boutique, her name's going to show up, but it's going to show up from your blog. So that could lead them to see, oh, this is a photographer. So I thought that was a really nice something I hadn't thought about. We talked a little about business testimonials for places like Yelp. And then we kind of went down a rabbit hole about what do you do if you get a testimonial that you really wish wasn't there. So how to handle bad reviews. And we touched on the value of speaking, both for how it promotes your business and then also how it can bump up your SEO. When people know, like, and trust you, they're more apt to use you. And also, if you're speaking and there's, let's say, they posted on a meetup or on their own website or their own blog or other social media with your name as the speaker, then that, again, helps you with your SEO. So if you ever get to meet Jennifer Yan in person or even talk to her on the phone, she is this combination of this sweet individual, but also super smart and super knowledgeable. So thanks again. As always, I'm Lucy Dumas, and I will see you next time. Bye now. You have been listening to The Highly Profitable Photographer with Lucy Dumas. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate, subscribe, review, and share. To connect one-on-one and learn more about our coaching programs, just go to lucydumascoaching.com. Until next time, go have fun photographing and selling your work.